You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. podcast i'm your host connor livesey joined by no co-host today is uh this will be kind of a transition uh episode of talking the star as people who have been following the show or me or the podcast or forever whatever for how long you guys know that during draft season in the off season we transition from talking the star to talking the draft and um we've kind of already started that transition um but we were not on last week. Obviously, the Cowboys dropped a disappointing game um, in San Francisco to the San Francisco 49ers um, in the divisional round of the playoffs. And we weren't on last week. Uh, took a break. Um, kind of just get everything straight for we we're supposed to do talking the draft this week, but it just was we weren't able to get it straight with the senior bowl um, here. We'll talk about a little of that um, coming up here in a little bit, but um, there's been so much news um, between all the coaching decisions, uh, moving on from Kellen Moore, all of that type of stuff that I kind of wanted to just touch on before really transitioning into the draft season. Um, so there's a lot of uh, talking points that can be had from some of these decisions. Um you know, Stephen and Jerry talked today uh, at the Senior Bowl, um, and they they did come out and say, Jerry, uh, this is per Calvin Watkins, uh, Jerry Jones said Mike McCarthy will call the plays and a version of the offense he ran in Green Bay will be coming to Dallas. Um, that doesn't make me excited. Um, I, I didn't love the way that things ended or really went in Green Bay for outside of that Super Bowl year. It, it always felt like what we kind of seen with the Cowboys. They, they they do well in the regular season, and then they get to the playoffs and they struggle. Um, they won the one Super Bowl, which I know Cowboys fans, I'm right there with you. I'd take one Super Bowl right now a lot too, but you, you won a Super Bowl in 2010, and then after that it was – a lot of disappointment um, is, I guess, the way that I'll I'll leave it there. Um, they went fifteen and one in two thousand eleven after winning the Super Bowl in two thousand and ten. 
They went 11, 11 and five in 2012. They went eight and seven and one in 2013, 12 and four, 10 and six, 10 and six, seven and nine, four and seven and one, six and 10. So obviously things fell off there um, towards the end of Mike McCarthy's tenure there in, in Green Bay. But you see a lot of wins in the regular season, but the playoffs success just never really showed up minus that one year where they were able to make it to the Super Bowl um, and won the Super Bowl. Which which was awesome, um, but I just I think you a lot of people's complaints with Kellen's offense it being static at times, too stop route heavy, inconsistencies from the run in the past. A lot of that stuff is what ended up happening in Green Bay, and ultimately what led to Mike McCarthy. Uh, getting fired from the Packers is they're just the lack of consistency, the lack of fluidity, the lack of easy buttons. Um, that's that was that was a big issue of why things didn't go well uh, for Mike towards the end of his tenure in Green Bay. And there's some names that I wanted to touch on um, that I know you've probably seen or heard or read. Um, our buddy John Owning over at PFF, who still does a lot of Cowboys coverage, um, he wrote a really good article um, today just looking at some – I think it, it might have been yesterday, excuse me, but looking at some of the um, coordinator options when they do go um, – when they do go and, and look to bring in a new coordinator, and even with Mike Collin plays, they still will bring in an offense coordinator, um, somebody to help design that offense, put it together, install it, those type of deals. Um, but, yeah, go check out John's article on PFF, looking at some of those play callers. Um, I think that he – you know, again, this this was kind of my opinion before even reading his article, but his article breaks down a lot of my thoughts in a little bit further detail and word form, so go check that out. But – I think the names that we've heard mentioned, um, and shoot, these were names that were getting floated around some mid-year when they were talking about possible changes on the staff, was Brian Schottenheimer, uh, the longtime and former Seattle Seahawks offense coordinator, and uh, Ben McAdoo, the former New York Giants head coach and offensive consultant with the the Cowboys. Um, I would be not a big fan of either one of those hires. I think those are two – two guys who will be a lot worse off than what you were with Kellen. And I feel like my take on Kellen has been pretty consistent. I feel like he's by far a top half of the league quarter uh, coordinator. He is inconsistent at times and he has his, his tendencies and, and things about him that are frustrating, but you can do a whole lot worse than Kellen Moore. And I think Brian Schottenheimer and Ben McAdoo would both be much worse than Kellen Moore. Um, so those are two kind of in-house options that I think the name's been thrown around a lot on. Um, the one name that I have circled as a out of the box, I don't think it happens, but I'd love it for to happen name is Bobby Slowick, the 49ers passing game coordinator. Um, he's worked under Kyle Shanahan. We, you know, we see how that offense is able to, Click all the easy buttons and make things easy for quarterbacks. Second, third, fourth string quarterbacks, it really doesn't matter. They're able to to make make things happen through the passing game and through the running game. 
I think he'd be a good young mind to come in um, and and make you know same way they did with Kellen. It's just there's not any tie there, um, and that's the biggest issue. Is this team really doesn't like to go outside of its own structure? But Bobby Slowick's thirty five years old. Um, he he's coaching the. Uh, the NFL for 10 years. So he's, he's been in the, around the game for a long time. He was a 49ers passing game coordinator last year. Um, did a really good job, you know, coordinating that passing game with Kyle Shanahan. Obviously Shanahan has a big hand in it, but when you have to play with three or four quarterbacks throughout a year, and you really don't see a dip in production from any of those guys. That's a huge uh, win for the coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball. Um, he was a, uh, passing game specialist in 2021 um he's worked with washington he's done some work um he's worked in san francisco and washington excuse me and and that's pretty much where he's spent most of his time he actually has coached both sides of the football he's done some defensive work with washington as well as some offensive work with them and then he spent um, all of his career in San Francisco doing offensive stuff. So that's always a good thing when you got guys who have dabbled in both sides of the ball. Um, I always I always look for that when I'm looking at guys to coordinate offense uh, and or defense if they have some sort of um, experience looking at the other side of the ball. I think that's a, a really good um, trait to have. Um, but like I said, Bobby Slovak's probably that guy that won't happen. He's He would be one that I would be – severely interested in um but given the fact that there's no real ties there with dallas they kind of just did that young inexperienced offensive coordinator experience with kellen moore and it seems like that's kind of mccarthy's biggest issue um that was something else that came out today from the the senior bowls that i think it was clarence hill that reported that there that there was some um Let's see how he phrased it. I'll read you the tweet so you can, if you haven't read it or hadn't seen it yet, you'll know where it's coming from. But yeah, from Clarence Hill, it's a tweet thread, but um, it says Jerry Jones said the Cowboys have interviewed Thomas Brown from the Rams and Jeff Nixon from the Panthers for the vacant OC job. And then below it, it says Jerry Jones confirmed that Mike McCarthy will call plays for the Cowboys. And Stephen Jones said that McCarthy and Kellen Moore had philosophical differences. What those are, they didn't really touch on. Um, and it's something I'd really like to know. Uh, what was it? Was it the option routes? Was it the run-pass ratio? Was it the lack or lack of consistency of the play action? Like, what was it that, that really had them kind of going in different directions? Because I think that would give us a that would give us a big idea right there who's at fault for some of those offensive consist, uh, inconsistencies. Um, but – other than that, I mean, like I said, we really just wanted to touch on some of the news of the offense coordinator, touch on some of the options that are probably more likely than others, which, again, I think if your your head coach is going to be calling plays, I just don't see the need to bring in some young, innovative name from a, a team that's had success because he's not going to be able to call the plays that he wants to install. And he might not even have a whole lot of – stay in the install. So I think it'll be Ben McAdoo or Brian Schottenheimer or somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of weight they want to bring to the table, um, which is not what I like to hear. 
especially we we've seen this offense be really really good um over the last couple of years when Dak's healthy um when they have relatively good weapons in place and there's still that sense of we feel like it could be better with the right coordinator and that was some of the frustrations with Kellen is it would be there one week and not be there the next week, AKA the Tampa Bay playoff game and to the San Francisco playoff game. But like I said, you can get a whole lot worse and the route that I think they're going to end up going sounds like it could get a whole lot worse, but definitely want to touch on some of that stuff. There's a few other notes from the senior bowls. They did say that they would re-engage with Odell Beckham jr. Um, about having him back and, and or, or signing him and letting him be a part of the 2023 regular season. Um, you know, the, obviously the the uh, the talks and all the stuff that happened with Odell leading towards the end of the regular season and into the playoffs, it, it gave fans a sense of hope that Odell was going to be a Dallas Cowboy for the playoffs. That obviously didn't work out, but it sounds like they're revisiting that and seeing if he will be healthy enough and ready to contribute in 2023. Um, we got the news today that Michael Gallup had uh, surgery, but more more so a scope of his right knee and ankle, which was the opposite leg um, of the torn ACL he suffered last year. Obviously, Michael Gallup wasn't right all year. I was on record of saying that back in April of this year, or 2022, that I wouldn't expect him to be anywhere close to what you expect Michael Gallup to look like. Um, I felt like they were always kind of rushing him back into things because they didn't hedge their bets and and bring in much help. So they were reliant on Michael Gallup, and he didn't play well because he was probably mentally and physically not ready to play well. And then obviously when you're – suffer uh, a serious injury like an ACL injury on one leg. A lot of the times it's the other side of the body that suffers because you're trying to make up for that lack of strength and mobility and whatever it is. So that's kind of what sounds like happened there. Um, So obviously need him to heal up and get back to what we're used to seeing from Michael Gallup. Um, And really that's it. They, they, They brought up that there could be, you know, extension talks with Dak Prescott to, and I know people hear that and panic, but it's just you extend his deal now and push money down the road further. And again, you come on the show plenty this year if you're listening to it. Dak was not your problem this year. He did not play well enough in the playoff game. Um, big reason why you lost the San Francisco playoff game, but for 80% of the 2022 season Dak Prescott played in my opinion his best football of his career so he's by far my biggest concern there's a lot of talks of regression I think those are just coming from people who don't understand or watch football or I don't I don't know what that that is but there's no regression from Dak Prescott he threw interceptions this year a lot of that because some of those his fault some of those receiver faults some of those the schemes fault so I've always said it when Jameis was throwing 30 picks, when Matthew Stafford throws picks, whatever it is, it's interceptions are an overrated aspect of the game. Um, they're important. You can't consistently throw them, but if you have a long track record of not being a turnover prone quarterback and you have one of these years, that's an anomaly, then you figure out what happened and you, you correct it for the next one. But we don't have an interception prone quarterback for the seven years he's played. So I'm not all that worried about it. But 
We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into talking about the Senior Bowl and plans for the podcast moving forward as we work through draft season. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back here on the Talking the Stars slash Draft podcast. Like I said, from this, from this, you know, this point forward, um, we will now be talking the draft. Same show, we'll, we'll be having guests on every week to kind of break down some of the position groups, some of the rankings, some of these All Star games, whatever it is we're working through. We're going to have guests on throughout the week to talk about those the players, the positions, all of that. And then we will also be having a lot of players on the show to interview, get their stories, talk about their preparation for the draft, their college careers. Truly is one of my favorite time of the years. Um, we always seem to have about around 20 guys on the podcast um, throughout the college ranks and some, you know, first rounders, second rounders, third rounders, fourth rounders, fifth rounders, some UDFAs, whatever it is. Like we, we seem to talk to a lot of these guys and, um, always in, enjoy having them on hearing their stories and, and, and really getting to know these guys a little bit better and asking them some, 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 some questions of that I I'd like to know, but before we get into that, you know, we're, we're, we'll plan on having some interviews starting up next week, but let's talk about the senior bowl a little bit. Um, I'm not in mobile this year, but they sent tape to the media that requested and I was able to get some of that tape and I watched it some, um, I watched it some this morning and last night. Um, it's it's interesting because this wide receiver class is not very good. Um, one of the worst wide receiver classes I remember seeing in a long time, but I was really impressed with what this receiving core did in Mobile uh, yesterday. We 
we had multiple dudes who showed up who who really impressed. Um, a guy that I've liked for weeks now, talked about him a lot on Twitter, and I, I hadn't seen his name talked about a lot, but that's Houston wide receiver Nathaniel Dell. Um, more of a slot guy, he's, you know, smaller dude, 5'8", 163 pounds, but the dude's twitchy, he's explosive, he's hard to bring down after the catch. He can separate in all three levels. He does a lot of things well. Um, I think that he's a guy that, you know, and that's a tough thing with this offense is you you gotta you gotta find a guy who can play inside out because CD Lamb plays so much in the slot. Um, while Dell doesn't really have the prototype prototypical size to do that, I, I do think he's a guy that you can move around a lot. Um, he. Man, he was a motion player at Houston a lot. He's moving around a ton pre-snap, at the snap. Stuff like that is what I want to see in this Cowboys offense. I think he'd bring that dynamic to this team. Um, SMU wide receiver, uh, Rasheed Rice is another guy. He's a little bit bigger um, receiver, outside guy. Um, Didn't love his tape um, at SMU from what I've seen so far, but I really do think that he – he came in and, and, and had a really good first day of practice. Um, I think he had a couple focus drops that I saw on tape, but didn't look rattled. Moment didn't look too big for him. Really thought he he did show some good things um, in the first day of practice, which is what he needed to do because there's a lot of discussion about him being drafted on day two um, out of SMU. But you just, you're going to have to see him be a little bit more consistent. You're going to have to see him hone in some of those drops um and then I'm, I'm really interested to see how he tests that's the other big thing with him um because he looks like a pretty fluid athlete on tape but he's just not a guy that I think is going to run in the you know four twos four threes and without without having a dynamic trait well, what are you bringing to the table as far as you know what you're what you're going to offer um being drafted in that top 50 top top 100 um the offensive tackles also had a very good day of practice. Um, this offensive tackle group is pretty deep. Um, I think the biggest, and you don't need me to tell you this, I feel like anybody will tell you this right now, but the biggest winner um, in all from any group or any team or any position was Ohio State uh, offensive tackle DeWan Jones. Um, big dude, absolutely massive. Um, I want to say he measured in it. Pull up his numbers real quick. Six foot eight, three hundred and seventy pounds. Uh, played right tackle for Ohio State. Um, just an absolutely massive guy. Uh, long wingspan, powerful hands. Not the most athletic dude as far as just his change of direction. You know, his second level climbs and all of that. But a guy who has the size that you kind of like on that right side. And again, like he's he's got tools and. We're not, I don't think we're talking – after he this week, you might be talking about him as a back-of-the-first-round type of guy, but I think you're looking at him more so in that second, you know, second round. I think before this week and before the weigh-ins and all that, you, you know, you'd see him in the third-round discussion, but I think he's comfortably worked his way into the second round and is starting to climb his way into that first-round discussion after showing what he did in, in first day of practices and some of the weigh-ins, some of the arm links, some of those measurables that, that mean so much. Um, the guy I really liked on tape, and I thought he had a pretty good day, was, was Darnell Wright, the tackle out of Tennessee. 
Um, Tennessee has a, has a lot of draftable guys this year. Um, you're going to see them have six, seven, eight guys drafted on, on offense and defense. But Darnell Wright's a guy who um, who I like a lot, a uh, guy who's got good size, got good mobility, got good athleticism, mean, angry type of dude. Um, I think he kind of fits in that same same talk with Jones where you're looking at him as probably that one-two range. Um I like him more in the second than I do the first, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if he has a good week down here in Mobile that he, he comes out and, and, and you know, gets his name called on day one. Um, for me, a couple other guys that stood out to me, I really spent a lot of time on the receivers. The corners had a good day. Uh, the corner group is is really deep. I, I like this corner group a lot. Um, I think that you're – you're looking at one of the better corner classes we've seen in a long time, which is great for the Cowboys. Um, obviously, you, you you got a team that needs a corner, and, and they got them to give you. So, I like that. Um, a couple other names that I that I thought really stood out just in my watches um, of the tape today. I didn't Luke Musgrave, uh, a, a guy who's Oregon State. Guy who's kind of looked at as one of those top three or four tight ends in this in this draft, uh, I thought had a really nice day of practice. Uh, looks what we looks looks the part of the guy that, that Dallas likes a lot. You know, a guy who can block, a guy who can run routes, a guy who can catch the football. Um, I think he was a guy that stood out to me. Uh, Dontavion Wicks is a receiver out of UVA, a guy who's supposed to run really well. Really interested to see how he tests. Um, has kind of that track background, uh, big play guy who can stretch the field vertically, which is another thing that this this offense desperately needs um, this year, and, and that's something that they're going to look for. I think that's finally going to be something that they they look to invest in is that speed. Um, I really, like I said, I paid a lot of attention to these tackles. I watched some of these corners and I watched some of these receivers just because I feel like that's those are the positions this that Dallas is going to be targeting early. A um, couple of the defensive tackles stood out. Um, I'm going to pay more attention to them in today's practice, so we can talk about that. Matt. We'll we'll kind of recap the Senior Bowl as a whole uh, next week. But those are just some names that I, I liked in this early going of Senior Bowl uh, workouts and practices. Um, but yeah, we got a couple more practices left, and then they'll have the game on Saturday. Um, really, don't even. It's, Crazy to say, but I really don't even pay attention to the game as much as I do these practices just because there's so much more. You can gain so much more as an evaluator from the practices, the drills, than you can some of the game work. But it's always it's always nice to kind of go back in and see how these guys transition from the practice days um, to the game day. So I'll obviously watch, pay attention, but spend a lot of time this week going through watching these the all 22 uh, the all 22 views from the drills, the practices. Um, the team stuff, the one-on-ones, all of it. We'll, we'll look at it all. We'll discuss it all. Um, as always, I talk a lot of, a, a lot about this stuff on Twitter, at Connor NFL Draft. Make sure you follow me over there. Um, we'll probably be breaking down some more of this tape from the All-22 uh, from the Senior Bowl and then talking about some of these guys who are at the Senior Bowl, um, but also breaking down their tape as well. Um, and we're, we're fully into draft season right now, people. It's uh, – Unfortunately, but fortunately, the offseason for the Cowboys, this is a fun time of year for me, my favorite time of the year. Um, unfortunately, it means the Cowboys lost. They, they're not going to be competing for a Super Bowl, which has become 
familiar, unfortunately, for, for so many years. But uh, it's a fun time of the year. Like I said, looking at these guys in these all-star games, breaking down their tape, um, getting into free agency. This this is the stuff that I kind of live for. So love talking about it. Love talking with you guys about it. So make sure you're following me along on Twitter. Make sure you're checking out the Talk in the Draft slash Star podcast every week. From now on, this point forward, after we close this show out, it's going to be Talk in the Draft until pretty much until team reports to camp because we'll be talking about the, the guys they sign, the way they're working into OTAs and all that. So no more Talk in the Star for the foreseeable future. It'll be Talk in the Draft, and I'm excited. This is the first – First kick, uh, start for the draft season, Senior Bowl, East-West Shrine game. Always a, a fun time. Always a uh, a kickstart to draft season. And like I said, it's one of my favorite seasons of the year, times of the year. So we will uh, we will keep up all the discussion regarding the NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys, any sort of major news that we get. Uh, we'll make sure to touch on that. But we hope you guys come back next week and tune in to the Talking the Draft podcast. See you then. data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, The Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.